In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer, Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin. Great to be back at Golfdom. We're in that time of spring where we're still working out some of the little weather wiggles. It's a cooler Wednesday in the 50s, although some would not complain. I would say this, enjoy your 50s while they're on the plate because they'll be gone, gone, gone come late May and they're not coming back till October. All right, let's say hi to the boys. Uh, John Gould, the executive director of the Mid-Atlantic PGA, joins us. As always, in the middle seat today, Ron Thomas, longtime former captain of the Potomac Cup team for Maryland and former Maryland golfer. And Ron has brought with us a special guest today. Can you present for show and tell, Ron, our special guest today? Well, we do have a special guest. His name is Gary Soba. And Gary is the tournament director for the Wells Fargo Championship, which is taking place uh, at TPC Avenel Farms, I believe that's how it goes. No, Potomac. TPC Potomac. TPC Come on, you're Potomac, three. TPC Farm. Potomac at Avenel Farms, where the beautiful people have big houses. Ding. That's correct. <laughs> and that Gary's, right? Gary's welcome, uh, Gary. Yeah, welcome, Gary. Thank you for having me aboard. Appreciate it. All right, very good. We talked to you by phone last year. We did. We Talk did not have ball. you yes. in the hitting bay here. We did. Now you're here where the magic happens. Glad to be here. So very good. And John Ronis is circling like a plane over O'Hare, waiting to land for <laughs> the correct. second segment of the quick nine. <laughs> so next week, is there any chance, Gary, that this humble little podcast could originate from TPC Potomac at Avenel Farms? Well, you've got, you have to follow all the, the media protocol, and I'd have to put you with our media director there. But it's something if we could pull off, we would certainly execute. We're a nimble outfit. Like you said, small footprint, three director's chairs. I don't have to bring this desk. This desk is optional. He just need to bring this right here. Cool. He jumped right in. He did. I like starting right at the top. All right, I like Gary, that. Gary, you can go now. <laughs> All right. Right. Hold on. Let me sell 10 ticket packages. For tickets to the Wells Fargo, a one-off event. This is a major tour event, Gary, that is coming to D.C., through the luck and benevolence of the fact that the President's Cup is coming to Quail Hollow in the near future, right? And they're redoing the course that normally holds this event. Well, actually, the club wanted one event. You know, there's such a build goes with any tournament event that that the club doesn't necessarily shut down, but impacts play. So the President's Cup was supposed to be in Charlotte last year, but because of COVID, Ryder Cup moved back, President's Cup moved back. We were actually supposed to play here at TPC Potomac in 21. We were delayed a year, and it probably has, has been to our boons, been to our benefit. So everything's uh, been pushed back. It has been. So we are very excited to be here. You mentioned tickets, wellsfargochampionship.com or at your local Harris Teeter, and they've been very robust. Good. Uh, get them now. Uh, there are stars coming for this event. Tell us who is already committed. Defending champion Roy McIlroy will be here. Xander Shopley's here. Louis Oosthuizen's here. Tony Finau is here. Gary Woodland. You've got a lot of people. Paul Casey. So I think we're going to have 2022 of the top 50 players in the world, which by most tournament standards is very good. That is very good. This is going to sneak up, Ron, on people because it's a date that we're not familiar with in the D.C. area. And we've been out when we have been without a tour event for a while now. Yeah, and it's important for the listeners, uh, you know, just because you aren't hearing certain names, maybe your favorite player or a player you see on TV most, just because you're not seeing that name or those names doesn't mean that you're not going to see wonderful golf and you're going to see gentlemen on that inside those ropes and you're going to look at the back name, a back name on the, you know, the caddy's bib and you're going to think, oh, Corey Connors. That's the guy who's made four hole-in-ones in the last year. You love Corey Connors. I do. Adam Hadwin. Yep. Uh, Abraham Anson. We're going to all so Canadian. Mac, Max Homa. Max Homa. Absolutely. Ab- Patrick I love Reed. Max Homa. <clears throat> Pat- yeah, so we've he got... Also appearing Patrick Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, well... <laughs> a guy you know, Patrick yeah. Reed. No, that's fine. You know, it's going to be a strong field. There's a couple things, Ghoul, that is exciting for us, is that, one, we're getting a field stronger than just about any Kemper field we've ever had. Right. No and question. any, whatever they called the tournament that came back after a while that was played July 4th weekend. Yeah, the, the Tiger Woods Invitational, right. whatever, AT&T 
couple different names. Yeah, and, and for us, you know, from the Mid-Atlantic PGA, and this is purely selfish, uh, it's a qualifier event. It's not an invitational. So we run the Monday qualifier for this event. Actually, it's a Thursday pre-qualifier tomorrow at Laurel Hill as we tape here. Oh, wow. And then Monday at Cattail Creek, which, A, gets four people into the uh, tournament, which is awesome, but also raises significant funds for us, which we pay out in purses for our club pros. So it really is a nice relationship and he's got the most handsome group of starters Wednesday through <laughs> Sunday oh that he goodness. said he's ever had. Well, that would be you. So aside <laughs> from you. Not just me. A lot a of photos, a lot of women be taking photos of number one. Correct. Oh, dreamy, exactly. The second thing that's exciting is that we get to see tour golf without it being blazing hot in the DC Correct. area. Man, those July 4th events and one year a series of derechos came through congressional and Got them kick-started on cutting down 80% of their trees, and they're yeah. redesigned because it took down a bunch. So I'm excited for that. And Gary told me before the show, Ron, hasn't looked at the long-range forecast yet. Won't yeah. do it out of superstition. Yeah. Well, nothing he right? can do about it, right? <laughs> well, I proceeded to do it then after he kind of challenged me, <laughs> and it did show uh, some rain next Thursday. So if we can get to, through the two Pro-Am days, I'll feel But it's really going to be in the 70s, though. Yeah. That's the, to your point, Zabe. It's not going to be 90, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's going to be the first look at Avenel, the now redesigned Avenel for a number of these players. I asked Gary, I said, has Rory seen this place yet? And I think the answer is no. He has not. You know, it's interesting. When I'm out talking to players, there's two things they say. One, they love the golf course, but they'll follow it up by saying it is hard. So it's a great track. It'll, it'll be you know, determine a great champion. But you've got to hit the ball straight out there. The rough will be a little different. The rough won't be quite as bad as midsummer, but, uh, but it'll be a, a test. Gary, as far as, uh, you know, obviously we – We'd like to get some of the listeners to come to the event. How difficult or how easy is it going to be for them to get into the venue? It's very easy. You know, ticketing is all online, mobile tickets. You can't stop by Harris Teeter. But a lot of people Uber out. But we have par- public parking 13 minutes away, 12, 13 minutes away in the old uh, current Marriott headquarters and right around that area. So I think it's very user-friendly. You either have a short bus ride or you can be Ubered there and drop right off at the front gate. And how about, I was looking at the website last night, you guys do a great job of showing all the different hospitality options. So I'm assuming there's some hospitality available. So we've got someone who's listening to the show who owns a small business, and they think, you know what? This is going to be a great client relations opportunity. Well, I appreciate you asking. One thing, the city and the community has really stepped forward. All chalets on, tw- on hole 18 are sold out. Our premium space close to being sold out, but there are a couple of options. We call it Ultra Athletic Club, over 16 and 17, $175, all beverages included. And, and in Thursday, it's 125 We're sold out there Saturday. A little bit more premium experience for businesses. The Executive Club, it's $400 a day. All-inclusive F&B overlooks it overlooking 16 and 17. So those are the hot items for most. And you have another option too. I noticed uh, on the website for just, uh, it doesn't include alcohol, but just your food and drink part of your ticket. You just pay an extra 40 bucks or so and you get. For for $94, you have an all-inclusive experience. Tickets in advance are $50. They will be 60 day of, but then for $94, you can get in and you have all the food you want. And Gary, from an infrastructure uh, viewpoint. How how long ago did you start putting up the metal? I guess they call it the iron. The iron. That's it. It's a good question. Usually, it's right at two months out. Okay. Uh, fortunately for us, Tony Schuster, who's probably the best operations director in the business, he he did the Tiger events up here, so we really knew the footprint. We knew the build on the front side. But uh, if I tell you March one, I'm within a few days. Okay. And it's course, amazing work they do, by the way. It it is. It's always something that's so. Uh, surprising the, and you, to look at just how big the build-out is, yeah. but how start how far in advance they started. The right. bones of Avenel designed in 87 was to be a stadium course, so they made right. sure to put your hillsides. Nowadays, the tour is so big, and they've got a budget for it. They go in, they bring the iron, they build the incredible grandstands and the hospitality, and they're just what they do. Well, the, the corner, the 16, 17, 18 corner is going to be the yeah, hot spot. Obviously, right. 18's a great viewing spot, but the par 317 down the hill, I know, I, again, that's where a lot of your hospitality is, but it's going to be rocking. There's no question. You know, most golf courses, and especially where at Quail Hollow, it's, it's a little bit more distributed evenly around the entire golf course, but it's so centric around the, golf, around the uh, clubhouse that 18, 17, 16, there's going to be a lot of people there. And they're great golf holes. You know, 17 is a fantastic hole to watch, and there's a lot of great public viewing for 18 as well. So we know that's going to be kind of the center of influence for all the fans that come out. 
just out of curiosity, what in terms of build out, in terms of you know really bleachers, I guess I'm thinking, is this on par with what you do at Quail, or is it more or less? Or it's a little bit less, but yeah. that's probably because we're not here annually. If we're right. here annually and we were in the business community, I think, I think, in fact, let me digress for a second. We think DC deserves annual golf. Right. We think Amen it's we, we think it's important. So this is a little bit of a litmus test or a challenge for the community. Will they support that? Because I understand midsummer it's hot, you can't come out hot and humid. But first week of May, I mean it's about sheer perfection in terms right. of, of where you'd want to fall in the dateline, maybe a couple weeks later to let the turf grow a little bit better. But you know, the tour's watching, we're watching, and if this goes unbelievably well and we have a big turnout from a fan base standpoint, we'd love to be back here yeah. annually. Hey golfers, get out there right. so we can have nice things again. All right, I grew up, Gary, with every late May going out to Avenel for the Kemper Open, even with its subpar fields, and it was a turnout for the whole market. It was a party on 18. It was great. It was an annual event. We never thought, like, oh, we're never going to have this again. I do think late May is better, but everyone wants that late May time window on the tour. It's a highly fought-after spot, and there's a guy who's won a few majors that says, yeah, I got late May. Stay off my weekend. (laughs) Uh, Gary, so 22 of the top 50 are thereabouts. There are a couple names that we would like to see, Rom and and Justin Thomas. If they come or not, we're still going to have a wonderful event. Do you ever pick up the phone and send a text message or a call? Is there any sort of sailing? that? Do you sell the event ever? You mean you're like I do that weekly? Or, or daily? <laughs> daily. <laughs> uh, we'll recruit at four or five tournaments a year. Uh, being a one-off stop, that probably hurt the field a little bit. If we were here annually, a few more people would come. And you know there's a change on the tour this year. There's a Mexico event prior to ours. Right. So John Rahm and, and, and Joaquin and a few guys this week are down in, in Mexico that, unfortunately, they, uh, they, they didn't play. JT has played our event forever, but he's always also wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby. And after playing oh. six weeks in a row this year, he went to Kentucky Derby. And Harold Varner is, I think, going to do the same thing. But those are guys that I think annually would love the golf course. Players like it. You know, it's hard, but they like the golf course. And I think that's when they look at their schedules. They're so into metrics right now. You know, short hitters don't play certain courses. Long hitters don't play tight, sometimes tight courses. So it's interesting to see how the schedule goes and what, what tournaments they play. But we actively recruit, yes. Gary, do you have anything to do with the course setup? Moving tees up to make par three or par four drivable or any of that? I do in the pro am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be playing it short in the pro am, but no. The uh, the in fact I've got a meeting this afternoon with the advance official because on the backside, uh, obviously fourteen is very drivable. Yes. But on thirteen, you can move those tees up. So I want to find out uh, ten. There's a, a, a tee up above and a tee down below, and if you played it, you know that tee up above. That's a very auspicious drive. Oh, it's a are, fun are hole we, from up there. Are we going to tee it there twice and down low twice? So those are the type of things. But they do that. They typically like to move a hole up on the front side. They'll do that Thursday and Friday for qualifying. Then somebody some on the back they may move up a Saturday or Sunday, but they dictate all of that to us. But we'll have some input. At, at, at Quail Hollow, Johnny Harris has a lot of input in terms of the course setup. We'd like to get to 15 under par. You know, you want it 13, 15. Obviously, Francesco went deep, shot the 62, went 21 under here the last yeah. time. because <clears throat> Amazing. Historically, it's always been single digit. This golf course has been extremely hard. And, you know, if the temperatures rise and, and, and the rough not as bad, hopefully we can get 13, 15 under par. And, yeah. to, and to a listener who's saying, okay, Gary Soba, is this what he does for a living? All year. Is this your job, Gary? One yep. golf tournament a year. Yep. And they pay me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, and we have a, about a dozen people that run it. And it's funny, a guy named Moose Muhammad played wide receiver in the NFL for a yeah. long time. And yeah. we live near by. We're sitting there and talking one evening and uh, having a drink. And he said, now, is this your full-time job? I said, Moose, you only played 16 weeks. Is that a full-time <laughs> yeah. time? Yeah. Touche. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, there's so much that goes on. Immediately after this, you start selling for the next year. You handle all your hospitality. And, and, and literally, there's things to do 24-7 within these jobs. So this year has been a major challenge because moved up here, hired a staff up here. Um, but I think we've had a lot of success, and we want this tournament to be successful and come back here annually. I was going to say, what happens after this year? So next year, the Wells Fargo goes back to Quail Hollow? Goes back for two years, 23-24. In 25, the PGA comes to Quail Hollow. So, I mean, I look at this. This is a challenge. You know, if Wells Fargo, hopefully they'll renew and have this tournament. You know, if this thing's successful, it increases the odds we'd be back here in 25. And quite frankly, a lot of courses 
don't like annual golf, but they love golf about every three years. Yeah, Membership, right. all of a sudden, right. gosh, if we can have a party every three years, that's kind of the best of all worlds. So once I look a, at that way. Once upon a time, we had a regular tour stop at Avenel. We would have periodic U.S. Opens at Congo. And we would have President's Cups at RTJ. Every two years. And we, we had a, the occasional, what was it called at the time, the original Nike tour. We'd have a occasional those at University yep. of Maryland hosted. Yeah, really? Yeah, and uh, Woodmore, the Melwood. Woodward, right. yeah, the yeah. I mean, we were spoiled. So I want to get back to that. And the first step is to get tickets for the Wells Fargo coming up next week. Website next again? Week. WellsFargoChampionship.com or at your local Harris Teeter. Perfect. All right. Gary, pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. We'll uh, let you get back to looking at weather forecasts and setting pin <laughs> positions <laughs> and sending bottles of wine to John Rom. Come out and see the best-looking <laughs> starter next week. There, there you, you go. go. Thank All you, right. Gary. Thank you. Coming up you on the much. Capital Golf Gang, we'll play a quick nine. John Rodas will sit in as we continue on. It's the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. All right, we're back. Capital Golf Gang here at Golfdom in Tyson's Corner. John Ronis has joined us, everybody. A little round of applause. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank for you. the Thank man you. who joined Mr. us. Mr. Dog. Be here all week. Yes. Uh, we all got huge swag bags from Gary uh, for the Wells Fargo. Uh, Ron got an invite to the Pro-Am. Amazing. $30,000 value. He said, does jo- he said, does John Ronis, that guy who's sitting out, want anything? We go, nah. Yeah. <laughs> we no said worries. he's in the bit. We go, he's in the business. He yeah. gets everything anyway. Yeah. And not to mention, it's too hard to pin down your shirt size because you've lost 40 pounds <laughs> in really the last have. three months. Yeah. Look at this guy. Phase one. Where you're going. It's medium. Phase one. It's medium. Look at this guy. All right. So uh, before we get into a quick nine, boys, I, uh, funny story. I, uh, I decided I needed a B set of golf clubs to have in Milwaukee, in Wisconsin, so I'm not shuttling them back and forth. And I started hitting these old Rack LT irons circa 2005. Wow. And I'm telling you, the these rack. irons. I had some Rack irons. Racks for the hack. Ron is like. <laughs> I have them. You do? The Rack LT? I love them. Okay. They, they click in a way that today's clubs don't. Now, is the spin rate optimal? Is all that other stuff? I don't know, but it feels good, and I hit them roughly as far as any 7-iron. And I said, you know what? I'm going to put some new grips on these, and this will be my B set of irons. I was all excited. So I go, and I round up all the clubs. And, of course, I use them around the house in the backyard to hit shots and chip and whatever. So it was a bit of a, a, a task to find them all, right? <laughs> oh, boy. There's one that's missing. Yeah. yeah. The 9-iron. Not exactly a crucial club. No, it's the most crucial. <laughs> Nine iron is missing. Now I'm on a Saving Private Ryan mission to find the nine iron in my house, garages, basements, storage areas. I'm like, it's got to be here somewhere. I'm thinking, did I accidentally snap the shaft? Not in a fit of rage, never. And then tuck it into the belly of one of my golf bags because I've done that before. Is it in half at the bottom of one of my golf bags rattling around that I don't know? Where's that nine iron? Maybe you replaced it at one point like Ronnie with a hybrid. (laughs) <laughs> the 12 hybrid, hybrid nine huh yeah hey, nine it's, hybrid. it's windy in wisconsin hit the punch eight you're fine i have nothing to say to that <laughs> i mean i can't it's, it's so what are you doing possible. do you, what are you doing with your high with your rack nine iron from 2005 Anything? uh you can use it i might have I mean, it. I, yeah i you can't have it no the i love these irons they're the only irons i have not traded Got in it. at any time okay. how about i buy it and then you can come to my house and look for mine <laughs> deal? What a good deal. Sounds you like how can you turn deal. that deal Look, down? You could right? probably buy the whole set for $105. Look on eBay. I, I have looked on eBay. You can get a replacement for like 53 and that's yeah. their most highest asking price. So yeah. we'll see about that. All right. Let's get into a quick nine. It is all player designed. All three of you guys have designed it. Let's start with your first hole, John Ronas. Come out hot out of the gate. What do we have? All right, I better do a little bit better than my first one here. All right, what is your favorite tournament award? 
that you've ever received. So I bring this up because we had something called the Battle of Balls Bluff this weekend at River Creek. And the award is a sword because wow. the Battle of Balls Bluff. So not the award, but the physical trophy. What's the, the coolest physical, physical trophy, trophy that yeah. I've ever won? Yeah. I mean, the Malcolm McLeod Memorial Trophy is a thing of beauty, but I built it myself. So I'd say that would be it. All right. Very good. The plexiglass encased, encased boarding pass with Malcolm McLeod's name on it with a Southwest <laughs> miniature airplane on top of a pile of balls. Perfect. Okay. I have not won a lot of tournaments, but one of the cool ones, I won my, the member guest at Evergreen Country Club with my dad once. And the, uh, the flight, uh, the, we got the crystal trophy for winning the whole thing, but the flight trophy was awesome. It was a bronze sculpture of a, per, of a player swinging. Ooh. It was tremendous. I, it's yeah. on my desk at, at my office. Okay. Awesome. Ronnie. Uh, probably when I won the 2004 Maryland State Pub Links, I mm. ding, ding, ding. a very nice. With rack irons? Uh, no, <laughs> I had the uh, Callaway X-12s at that time. <laughs> okay. But I got a really nice sterling silver, I guess they call it, cup. But you know what other one I really like that I have in my possession is the Potomac Cup. Oh, yeah. yeah. Being the Maryland yeah. captain. You got yeah. it? I have it. Thank God. So if I ever revive it. It's there. It's I have nice. it. It exists. We've so done yes. some championship belts, you know, for some of our team events yeah. that our guys really like. Well, you stuff. know that the Open Championship, the first trophy was a belt. Yeah. It's on display mm. at Prestwick in Scotland. I've seen it. Nice. Uh, Ronis, what is your favorite thing you've won? Uh, actually, my, I have two. My most favorite is it's literally four by four, and it just has a medallion in it from the mass amateur, from a medalist from the qualifying. Um, but I, my dad still has our um, father-son, which is just a little clock, and it says father-son champion. He nice. still has it sitting on his table at home. That's great. So okay, cool. hole number two, John Gould. All right, you're a middle-of-the-road tour player, just played four rounds in a major. Uh, and finish middle of the pack. Do you take the next week off or play and take advantage of the stars being off? Well, I mean, totally if, play. If I'm a middle of the pack player, I'm playing till my hands fall off. Yeah. I'm I playing agree. a million of I think you got to play. Same here. Yeah. Because yeah, yep. you got to make that money. You got to assure your car, especially if it's early in the year. You got to assure that you're going to have a PGA Tour card because that is hard. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the right answer. I was just wondering, you know, you, you the majors, you're ground up after four rounds playing, you know, trying to True. do your best, and then. I guess you if know. you're in a bad mental space and if your game is going to be worse by playing, maybe you take the week and, off. And there's probably some, you know, some other factors like where where is the event next week? I don't know. think True. you have the luxury. Yeah. I think if you're middle of the road, you have to play in everything you can. And uh, you do have to take do. advantage of the weaker field. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah, sure. they got the luxury because middle of the road tour players are making generational money. Yeah. But they still have to make a certain amount to keep their card. True that. So. True that. Okay. Yep, Hole number three, Ronnie. All right. Picking a member guest partner, what qualities or personality traits are most important <laughs> to ensure a great experience and a good return on your investment. It's funny you should ask. Did you ever see the Club Pro Guy video on this? No. I Never? I've seen them all, so I've had to have seen it. <laughs> I, then you would have remembered it. But go ahead, uh, John Ronis. You start. I'm going to find the video. Well, I mean, it's obvious. You want someone who's going to pick up every single um, thing on the golf course. So, you know, every tip, every – no, I'm only kidding. Because um, you've already paid for I the I just end. want yep. someone who's not going to mope. In any time <laughs> yes. I play, I don't want, if you hit a bad shot, it's just because you're not good enough. Like, I'm going to shoot 85, and I'm not going to care one bit. So I just want someone who's going to have a blast, have fun. I'll take care of everything else, but just a cool, fun person for three days. Yeah, and I'm looking for steadiness, you know, especially because I'm kind of all over the place on, on golf. We, don't, we just cannot be both going off the, off the uh, end of the cliff at the same time. We got, I got to have a steady Eddie with me. Yeah, okay. I, I've come to the conclusion after investing and spending a lot of money in these events that I want someone who can play one. Mm -hmm. The old Ron would yeah. have said, I just want a really nice guy, someone who's going to get along with everybody. But I want someone who's going to play to their handicap, I should say, yep. and two, who's not going to – cause anybody else at that event any of my fellow members say have you played with ron what is, yeah. what's don't, up with you don't, want to don't embarrass yeah the member in the member guests yes. right. the Be shield quality guy which is probably why i've never been invited <laughs> to a single member guest i think i'm putting it together here's club pro, pro guy. guy here coming to you live from the club pro guy learning center in kansas city it's member guest season you've seen this right yes year. look at the flow You're chart yeah. have you guys seen it no ronis i haven't every single year that's fantastic what? you've got the wrong partner luckily i put together a simple flow chart <laughs> to show you how to pick it's a proper simple. partner 
for a member guest. Let's get into it. First question, do you like your partner? Yes, no, it doesn't matter. This isn't a fellowship. <laughs> this is a golf tournament. We're trying to win a flight here. Next question, will he pay half? Yes. <laughs> These tournaments run anywhere from $800 to $1,500 a pop. Is that if true? If the answer is no, yes. he's out. If the answer is yes, we move on to the next question. Is his wife super hot? You may say CPG. Why does that matter? It's a golf tournament. Guess what? It's three days. You're going to spend at least two nights in social activities. She needs to be hot. So if she's not, he's out. If she is, we move on to the next question. Is their marriage shaky? If the answer is no, he's out. If the answer is yes, we move on to the next question. Is he the type of guy that's going to constantly badger your head pro about, hey, in my member guest in Atlanta, we do it this way. Or, hey, in my member guest back home, we run the shootout this way. If he's one of those guys, guess what? He's out. If he's not, we move on to the final question. Fantastic. The biggest question. Does he have a legit USGA index? If the answer is yes, he's out. <laughs> we need a guy who's seven, a 17 or 18 handicap who can consistently be counted on to shoot 78 or 79. That's, great. that's how you win member guest flights, and that's what we're looking for. <laughs> it's just so he's funny. Because it's so true. See, aren't, isn't your life better, Ronis, that I've shown you that? Yeah, because... <laughs> Every single one of those is true. Oh, yeah. totally. When, when, <laughs> when you see the teams come yeah. up, you're like, yeah, yeah. there it is. Yeah. There Especially it is. the wife part. Okay. Well. Huge. All right. Next uh, hole. Ronis, you're back on. Oh, I am. Yep, here we um, go. Okay. Hole so number four. you're on the first tee. It's a, it's a charity tournament or it's a, a little tournament. And uh, they put out golf balls. You pick a sleeve. They put out 12 different brands. Do you pick the brand that you normally play? Or do you have a little fun and pick one that you normally wouldn't buy so you can try it? Maybe you like, might like it. I constantly am thinking of my wife and son, so I would probably grab the balls that they play. Man. It's just what, what a, I do. What a good guy. Well, yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get, you, you get balls for free. I get balls for free. So I, I, I'd probably just you know, take what I've been normally playing with. I, look, I will try any ball that has Titleist on it. Mm. That's where how I roll. Okay. If you're not with the number one ball in golf, <laughs> what are you doing exactly? Yeah. To me, there's Titleists, and then there's a bunch of inferior rocks that should be at the bottom of an aquarium. Yeah, well, that's wrong because Callaway has a, a fantastic yeah. golf ball. But Yeah, with the um, lines on it yeah. and then the soccer ball designs. I tried a sleeve of balls last year <laughs> that I would never have tried on the Callaway chart, and I love them. And I, and I switched to them. Good. So I think I would switch. I would I would try that sleeve just to try them sometime. You know how many uh, you know how many balls have uh, uh, Titleist brands uh, or sub brands that have the lines on them? None. How many yeah. soccer balls Titleist makes? None. Fair enough. They're the number one ball in golf yeah. reasons. But it's I'm okay glad to, you're a Callaway It's okay guy. to be wrong. I'm a snob. All right, John Gould, hole number five. All right, gentlemen, what's harder for you, the 80 yard bunker shot or the flop over the bunker? Uh, the 80 yard bunker shot. It's a hard, it's harder shot yeah, in golf. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say they're both equally hard. The, the flop, at least, it's not going anywhere. Well, it might go somewhere yeah. if you mess it up. You might skull it into the hinterlands. Yeah. Same thing for the 80-yard bunker shot. I think the worst thing about the 80-yard bunker shot is usually you're going to leave it feh, still in the bunker 30 yards ahead of you. Yeah. Right? And that feels so... Or hit it 120 yards. Right. But it feels so <laughs> emasculating to still be hitting it out of the bunker hate that. Yeah, I know? mean, most of the people I teach, it would be better to try to pretend that you're hitting a six iron from a fairway bunker from yeah. 80 yards, so, because you're going to fat it anyways. And, and, and it'll what, go about 80 yards. And why is it so hard? Can you it's explain? At, well, because you require a speed factor to come through and hit the bunker shot, and you have to hit it perfectly clean. So if you're trying to hit one that's not full bore, and you miss by just the very slightest point behind the ball, it goes nowhere. And if you miss it by a very slight amount above it, right. as everyone is, it's gone. It's so hard. Because on a regular bunker shot, you're operating your club at a speed designed to throw sand, which is loose, which then throws the ball out at a much reduced speed and distance. So in other words, you're swinging at a speed that would, on clean contact, produce a shot way farther than a typical bunker. Well, I think we're talking kind of fairway bunker where if you if you swing and you just catch it a little bit fat. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying the dynamic of a bunker shot is it's the only shot in golf where you're gunning the gas, Ronnie, 
in order to throw a ball softly a short yeah. distance. The most important, I think, out of for an 80-yard bunker shot is to make sure it's club selection. Totally. It's got to be – don't be afraid to hit a nine iron. Yeah. A pitching And wedge. I like to open up the club face just a yes. little bit on all these shots because then if you do catch it a little fat, it'll slide rather than dig. So if you take a little bit higher, uh, lower lofted club and open it, then if you make a little mistake, you're going to get away with it, where if you're in digging soul mode and you hit a little bit behind it, it's... Yeah, an 80-yard shot does not mean you hit the 80-yard club right, that you right. generally hit. Totally. Not at all. You hit the 120-yard club. Totally. How often do you guys look at a, like a par 5 on a layup and you see one of those bunkers that's set 80 yards in front and say to yourself, you know, I probably shouldn't hit three-wood or even hybrid here because if I'm in the front part of that, I'm dead. Constantly. Correct. 100%. Okay. Constantly. Yeah. Okay, very good. Hole number six, Ronnie. Uh, how much attention do you guys pay to social media golf instruction or swing show-offs, you know? Because um, there's a lot of good stuff By out there. credible teachers? Or Max Homa beating people t- Credible teachers. And the, but I find what about some of guys the Asian, you've never heard of? Yeah, some of the Asian folks that, uh, you know, the writing may be in Korean or something, but the golf swings are spectacular. Uh, how much a, attention do you pay to it? I, I don't know about how much attention, but there is – there is a Japanese instructor on some range on TikTok. Have you seen him? He's per, per, with the crazy pants. He wears like crazy the pants, pants. And he does this slow oh, yeah. motion, exaggerated thing, and he hits these missiles that disappear into the Tokyo night. He's all about so, shallowing the yes, golf club. He takes it outside and drops it in. It's pure. Yeah, he's it's so Do you know pure. his name? Maybe I'll look it up for you. But that's the guy I think of. What about yeah. you guys? You know, it's my job to to talk and look at golf all day long. So as soon as I'm done i don't look at a damn thing okay right. and see yeah. I, i'm i'm uh, obviously a little different for you guys i'm i'm on it looking for our our pros our pga members like john ronas uh to see what they're doing on it but i'm not you know and obviously <laughs> it's not helping my game because i'm not looking at it to improve myself i'm looking at it to see hey john you did a nice job on that you know could you did you consider doing something else in that same area i will you know, say I ronnie if there's a if there's a new kind of system out there like a stack and tilt or you know, Genkis was was doing some crazy stuff at first, and with Matthew Wolf and stuff. Um, then I'll I will, and I'll dig into it because someone's going to ask me that question when I'm teaching them, and I want to be knowledgeable about every single weight, natural golf, uh, stack and tilt, uh, whatever, over the t- over the line, and then shallowing it out, whatever it is, so I can explain it to them whether it might be right for them or wrong for them. So I do I I, I do. S- go into systems to learn about them whether i teach them or not it's another story i get a kick out of the dichotomy between a gankus and a jim mclean you couldn't have a bigger a more vast ocean between the two of them when it comes to technique there's a lot of ways and to they're get both this done. they're really... both technically right it's, i'll tell you so. john so much of what i'm seeing nowadays is shallowing the golf club it all it's seems all the rage to be, shallow yes the knuckles down it's almost like we don't care how you get it back but we've got get it to, shallow right. we've got to get it shallow but there's a reason that is happening now because Why? the body has changed considerably of the golfers that are hitting the golf ball so the, the only – you have to shallow the club if you're then going to rotate the body fast. Before, DJ. we swung a lot more of the arms. Yes. And now we swing a lot more of a dead arm or dead hand and a body rotation. So you do have to get that little bow in the left wrist, rotate the chest through the shot. But if you do that and then you flip at it or you're over the top, you're dead. So it, you have to match it up. And the most, most of the time, the country club player isn't going to match up to that. Yeah. All right, it's killing me I can't find this guy, but I will before the segment is out. Ronus, hole number seven, what do you got? So the last one is you're playing in a charity tournament. You're picking to play in a charity tournament. Would you rather play in a tournament that you know gives you a pretty, pretty nice swag bag, a really yes. nice swag yes. bag? Like the one we got from uh, – Like the one you just yeah. got from yeah. Avenue. <laughs> but the golf course is somewhat mediocre. Or would you rather play in one where it's really almost no swag bag, but the golf course is, is legit? Ooh. It's the golf course. If, it, if it's a golf course that is a hard get-on, that's a real sexy one, then yeah, I'd go golf course. Yeah. But swag is swag, you know? The good swag you got to have. It's so hard to find good swag, though. I call it swag. Swag, <laughs> yeah. That's fun. It's so hard to find it at a, at a tournament. What is yeah. good swag? Good swag is like a nice set of cart gloves. The, uh, the warm, tight, you know, tightless gloves. That's what they call them. They're cart the gloves. The mittens. big mittens that yeah. go over. That's what they call them. Maybe like a seat blanket for your cart? No. Yeah. Ron, speaking for the 4% of people who play under 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 Super hard right. golfer that you I, like, I mean, I like the tournaments where you get a free pair of shoes, you know, and the a free bowl of soup. The swag bag to me, though, has to be unique. So, like, I want to see logos on it. 
I yes. want to see something that keeps me to, to remember that golf tournament. When I go to my UConn tournament every year, believe me, I don't, know, I don't know what I pay for that thing, but I love the swag bag that they give. Now, the golf course is unbelievable, too, but, yeah. I, you know, the, with a UConn logo, anything I get with a UConn right. logo, You're I feel gonna, like I'm back yeah. in college. Correct. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, next up, goal. All right. Uh, my obligatory food question that I love to ask on these you just finished a round, and which is not uncommon around here, in a 95-degree weather. Boy, and humid. Uh, yep, and humid, and you're soaking wet. You've just come inside the, to the AC of the clubhouse. What's your order, your food or drink order? Mm. I, I, my go-to is a chicken salad sandwich. It just kind of covers chicken a little of everything. sandwich. Yeah, just kind of. It's Oops. not too heavy because I know if it's too heavy, I'm throwing up immediately. Right. right. And, um, but it fills up my tummy. Yeah. Zabe, have you ever had chicken salad? No, I've not had it's chicken salad. It's good. So. Next, I like it in a cup. You just get man, it in a cup. Mayonnaise and celery yeah. Yeah. all in there. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yep. uh, what about you, Ryan? My, uh, mine is a salad, if yeah. it's going to be that hot. Yeah. yeah, I've got to do a salad. I like the chicken salad in a cup. A lot of them. A lot yeah. of places yes. I can't, like it can't be hard to eat. I'm already tired. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be picking at 1,000 pecks with a salad. Um, and what's nice, too, is, is uh, lemonade and beer, the shandy. That's ooh, a good one for that ooh. when you're really parched. That is a good one right there as well. Right? I have the third question. I don't really like it. So, Steve, why don't we do your question? I was just going to say a club championship final, and you're at, the head pro wants you to have a walk-up song. But that's, that's silly. I don't like that question. All right, here's my question. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Practice Swing Guy on TikTok? No. Yes. You're about to find out about him. I want you to take a look. His name is Sam Gary. Oh, I have heard of this guy. <laughs> I'm a driving material. I'm going to show you how to properly nuke one. So... <laughs> It's all about nuking. First thing I want to start with is you always want to test the durability of your driver. Always want to do that shit. Flex, so. Flexing it over. <laughs> <laughs> is that good? What do you think? Is that good? Do I think that's good? I think he's what a former hell? football player. Is that a Wilson? Yeah, no Wilson player. allowed. Get <laughs> that thing out of here. Got another tee. So. <laughs> then you want to ask your partner in golf for a ball. So ball me, bitch. Oh, boy. <laughs> Throws him a ball. <laughs> Throws it at him. aggressive. Ron, you've seen this, right? You sent it. Yeah, I think I have. You sent it to us. Oh, I did. Yeah, Yeah, you said I'm in love with this. I just don't know what TikTok is. You want to walk up there like you own the TikTok. (laughs) Does the silly walk? TikTok is it's it's for teenagers, but I'm telling you, for adults, it's got some interesting stuff on there. You shouldn't dismiss it. All right. He lost me at the backwards hat. Yeah, exactly. I know, but that's his point. He's a dude, bro, who's an athlete. You know, doesn't care. Stay on the tennis court or something else. Do more than one or two. If you need four or five, perfect. Practice swing, right. man. All you need to do is get warmed up. So I'm going to show you one. I'm going to show you the other one I like to do is just get... The most outrageous. No, I'll show you about four or five. <laughs> I just can't stop. And then you nuke that ball. Right? I'd be, I'd be winded. I know, I right? Tell you. And your back would be out. Yeah. You your back swing, so you want to say... See a ball in your own backswing. <laughs> See a ball. And there it is. Kills it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me laugh. So, question for the final hole of uh, Quick Nine. Where do you stand on practice swings? Full practice swings, which have gone out of vogue, you know. Most people do waggles or half swings or sort of little motions. Where do you guys stand on practice swings? Max one. More than that is way I'm, too much. Johnny, as an instructor, do you believe in a full practice swing, yes or no? Yeah, rehearse. Rehearse, yeah. Ronnie, do you take a full practice no, swing? No, no. You take shoulder. Swishes, I, I don't shoulder take one. Yeah. I don't take one because I have a quota that yeah. my, <laughs> my body can't swings. handle, but right. it's good All to right. rehearse. Coming up, our final segment, including news that one Phil Mickelson has thrown in to possibly play in the first LIV Saudi-backed event and Greg Norman rebuffed by the Royal and Ancient to make a tour around the old sod for the 150th Open Championship. We're back with our final segment, the Capital Golf Gang, presented by Golftool. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame for everything. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, Airborne. 
We're back, Capital Golf Gang. The gang is all here. John Ronis, Director of Golf at the River Creek Club in Leesburg, Virginia. John Gould, CEO of the Middle Atlantic PGA. And Ron Thomas, a man who plays and plays and plays, and I'm very jealous. So, boys, uh, we got some news this week, including uh, Phil Mickelson has applied to the PGA Tour for a release to play in a non-tour sanctioned event, the first inaugural LIV tournament in London in June, I believe it is. It is in June. We have not heard from Phil yet. Uh, Phil's representative said in a terse statement that his playing schedule is not set in stone, but this is the required deadline. The 25th of April was the deadline to tell the tour, hey, uh, Dad, can I go sleep over at Timmy's house? What do you guys make of this news? He's officially sabotaged his whole career. Wow. Yeah, it's over. It's cemented. It's cemented done. with the fans and with everyone else. He has certifiably destroyed his whole legacy. Even if he doesn't tee it up. What if he says, no, I'm not going to No, no, no. Play. He's got to tee it up. Because he could turn around and say, you know what? I've thought about that. That would be great, actually. Swerve. That would yeah. be awesome for him to do. If his people told him to do that, that would be the greatest plan ever. I really thought about this, and I've decided that the PGA Tour has done tremendous things for me and my family, and I've decided that I'd really like to dedicate myself to the PGA and the Champions Tour. See, I think you Ooh, had it. that'd be amazing. I think you had it right the first time around. I think you're right. I think it's done. Done deal. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we've we've been thinking about how is he gonna come back if he tries to come back, and you know, so in that release, he also said they they met that he registered for the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open, which is procedural, right? You got to do that by a certain time. By a certain time, and then he can always withdraw. But if you don't if you don't register, you're not in. Uh, but I always thought the PGA Championship would be a good place to come back. One, it's his, you know he's defending champion. Uh, it's gonna be in Oklahoma, so you know uh, you know hopefully we get a lot of uh, t, uh, you know, eyes on that, but it's going to be, it's not New York City, right? Right. Um, so he's more be, liked in New yeah, York he is. City. Yeah, the reception yeah, yeah. could have been true. better. That's true. Ronnie, I think what about the media going to like him high. dancing with the Saudis. What do you think, yeah. Ronnie? I think that Phil's age has a lot maybe to do with his decisions because his time is limited. Uh, his yeah. days are numbered on we, the PGA Tour. We thought it was tour. gone until he won last, yeah. last year. So going to the Champions Tour, which is where he's going to be, and he's probably going to – I'm not going to say dominate because there's a lot of yeah, great so players. Dominate. Well, there's a couple guys coming on this year So also, why, go to but, that, why go to that tour? Uh, why money. go over? Money. Yeah. Oh, the Champions over Tour does oh, not play oh, well. I'm sorry. The Champions Tour does not pay money. Money-grabbing money. hound. Well, so, he loves money. So we never, never should he be an honorary starter at the Masters? I don't think he would be after what's occurred anyway. Yeah. Time yeah. heals a lot of wounds. Yeah, but he only won once, right? Did he win, or no, did he win twice. At, 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 yeah, yeah, Augusta twice. I, I don't know about the honorary starter thing. I do think it's breathtaking that a guy who less than a year ago was the talk of the game of golf. We sat here on this show and gushed over him, and I talked about all the feels I got watching him marching up 18 with his throng of fans for a win that was so improbable. Less than a year, yeah. and now here he is, fifty-year-old major champ. Yeah. And 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 he had a chance in a way. He got a he got a good break in that the mush or the the uh, shipnuck stuff came came out, and he had ch- a chance to reassess, to reemerge, and go. Listen, I don't know what I was thinking. I clearly was deep in the weeds of what this could be, and I didn't see the big picture. But no, of course, I'm not going to play in that because it's not the right thing to do. <clears throat> There. Totally. He, could, he totally. could have done that. Of course. Yep. But he's too egotistical. And he loves to, He loves money. money. Well. And he might have some of his own money in the yes. game. Well, and he, lo- game. He, he really clearly wants to put it to the PGA Tour. I mean, that's what which, a lot of this is behind him, which is crazy. Well, it's character. Well, it's like Steve always yeah. says. I mean, they, For why what? would you want to put Yeah, he's, they, yeah. they've made you a very wealthy man. The quick thing that uh, I, I, when he played Tiger in that showdown Match. at uh where was it at um shadow, shadow creek. creek yeah and there's a story that afterwards someone went up to him and said uh, i think it was a pro-am and they uh, uh, just a normal guy oh, and he I said I, yeah, he said i he said you you owe me what 150 dollars or whatever no, no, for was, that nonsense it was I like 40 watch. it was like 40 bucks to pay for the match yeah for that they, nonsense they, i had to watch that was terrible and he said okay uh, here's a deal and he and he took out t- two 20s and he said basically i won 
35,000, or I have 35,000 more of these, of these. Where that came from. Of where, yes. or, yeah, it was 35,000 more where that came from. Yeah. 20s, you know, yeah. so he like threw two yeah. 20s. So, I mean, my point, he's just always thinking money. Yeah. But still, he was the next Arnold Palmer. Yes, he was. He was the next Arnold Palmer. He threw it People's away. Champion. Yeah. You're right, for money. Yeah, it's, it's amazing it's, it's a to crazy, me. It's a it's crazy thing. What a, what, a, what a rich and glorious glide path in his final 25 years yeah. of life he was set up for and just crashed and It's burned. just like the guys in the NFL or whatever, and they're, they're thinking about playing one more year and leaving a place that they've been at for 15 years. That one more year is going to cement them away from all the signing shows and the appearances on TV and just being the town, the cup of the town. Favre. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, And it's just not worth it. So um, that then dovetails with the other story that Greg Norman, some 13 years out of competing in a major and eight years over the 60-year-old threshold of being exempted into the Open Championship, reaches out to the Royal and Ancient to say, hey, buddy, got a spot in the 150th for good old Shockey? And the RNA couldn't have been quicker to go, uh, no, sir. That was glorious. That's yes. after he put yeah. out on his Instagram that I'm returning to golf at the, at the home of golf. Presumptuous, wasn't it? Oh, yes. did he? Really? Yeah, he yeah. said, I'm so going back. Fantastic. I'm going back. There's no ego involved at all here. And he thought yeah. for sure they'd go, welcome back, Shark. We'd love to have you. Now, they've given similar-ish exemptions in the past, but they don't have to if they don't want to. And the last thing the RNA wanted was anything to get in the way of the 150th. The celebration yep. distraction. Yeah. of the Smart. event. Great exactly. move. Great so move. where does that leave the LIV? It's going to happen. Yeah. They're finally getting closer. Like 15 of the top 100 are committed. They don't know the names yet. It'll fold. It'll happen. It'll fizzle. It'll fold. It'll be done. Well, and they then talked about bringing amateurs, you know, high-level amateurs into it. I mean, yeah, who's, who wants to watch? It's fold. Well, know. Norman said it wouldn't be exciting if some guy you've never heard of wins $4 million changes his life. No. I'm like... No, that's not what the fans watching at home want. No. That's desperate exciting times. for him. Desperate and this is a two-person team event where it's only 24, 36 players, something like that. that oh, it's a two-person event. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's in yeah. London. Cake. Yeah. No wonder why these tour pros are intrigued by it. Guaranteed money, no cuts, lots of Saudi dollars, and I don't even have to worry about making par every hole? Yeah, I got a partner? It's something like the, the two third-place teams each make a million bucks. <laughs> Look, look, I could see if you had if it had no legacy and you could guarantee yourself, you know, four, six million dollars over the next couple of years, do it. Anthony Kim. Do it. Something yeah. like that. Anthony yeah. Anthony Kim is uh, yeah, he's more rumor. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great mysteries in golf. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what else before we're done this week? Uh, I want to leave the floor open to you, Mr. Ronis, to talk about your book, yeah. uh, How to Raise a Junior Golfer. It's available uh, wherever you get books, or at least uh, directly through you. Yeah. You self-published it. Tell people the title. Tell people how to get it's it. It's called Raising a Junior Golfer. I've had a lot of people, actually, sending it all over the country, which is cool. Um, just email me at John Ronis Golf Academy, and I'll tell you everything uh, at Gmail. John Ronis Golf, Golf Academy, Academy at gmail.com. And I believe the book is going to be in the store here. It is in the store. It's right over here. Okay, so it's in Golfdom. Yep. And where in the store is it? It's big right back with the junior section. Okay. Back here at Junior Club, so uh, I, I appreciate Buddy doing that. Yeah, come um, on in and say, hey, I heard on the Capital Golf Gang, John's book about junior golfers. You have it in the store. Where is it? And they'll yep. point you to it. And I have two, two things to say. First of all, I want, of course, I, I run a golf shop, right? So I want as many people as possible to come and, and buy things from me. But Buddy Christensen operates his store and sponsors his show. This store is unbelievable. It's the, the, um, It's so hard to get merchandise right now. Uh, it's three, five, ten weeks, whatever it is. He's got 100 drivers in here <laughs> of every possible? brand. He, he gobbled up his, I don't know how we survive. I don't know how he's feeding the kids. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, you need Especially something. Especially with the exorbitant sponsorship fee that we charge. Yeah. Oh, you need yeah. something. You don't want to come to me. You come right here, and you're probably walking out with it. Where other, other places, it'll be, it'll be eight weeks. The other thing I want to say, congratulations to one of our members, Michael Brennan, whose um, Wake Forest team won the ACC championships yeah, this year. Play. And um, he had a tremendous tournament. We won't get into his heroics. Why not? <clears throat> well, Briefly. let's just say he birdied 17 and 18 in the stroke play part of it to get his team in by a stroke. To the match play And he portion. was number one player, so he's the last guy on the course. So they didn't have to play in a playoff. And then he birdied 17 and 18 to win his final match against Georgia Tech. So, and, but look, the other guys won too. 
they won in a playoff. Uh, Alex Fitzpatrick won in a playoff. So the whole team gets a victory, but Michael was unbelievable. <clears throat> and I would just finish on the lesson Michael, team. Michael Brennan, pride of? Leesburg, Virginia. High and school? River Creek. Uh, uh, Tuscarora High School. Uh, recruited by Wake Forest, one of the premier golf schools Arnold in the Palmer country. Scholarship. Arnold Palmer Scholarship. Arnold Palmer scholarship. Palmer scholarship. Yeah. Highest scholarship there is. And he was on yep. this show. But shout out. He was on this show, but there's new listeners all the time. That's yeah. why yep. it's called yeah, a reset. Yeah, follow him because he's going to be on tour. But the other thing I want to say, I was on the lesson tee just now before I came here with his brother, Sean, Uh-oh. who might be more impressive, not uh, golf-wise. Oh, no. Not golf-wise. He's going to play at Kentucky most likely. Character-wise, was born with a femur that was too short, has had three surgeries, Unbelievable human being should be president of the United States someday. There you wow. go. Oh, very nice. That's sorry about sorry excellent. about my long winded no, answer. That's all right. And, and he was going to say, but I won't talk about that here. <laughs> this is why we. <laughs> this is the good stuff. Right. This is the good stuff. Ghoul, what do you got? Well, it's just uh, as we said in the in the first segment, we're uh, we're in an unusual spot for the for our Mid Atlantic PGA that we're hosting tour events this week, uh, and uh, so we have the pre qualifier uh, as this uh, airs on Saturday. We'll have had that on Thursday. 144 players. Uh, about 40, I think 40 in ties advanced to Monday for the Monday qualifier. Four spot, we'll have about 78, you know, we don't know exactly, but some of the pros, uh, you know, get exempt straight to the Monday qualifier. 78 for four spots into the actual Wells Fargo. So cool. really cool for us, uh, you know, to, to run those events. The the money that we make on that is very critical. It helps, uh, you know, have our pros play for it in, uh, in some of our section events. Uh, so just kind of a unique week for us. And then, of course, we're starting uh, several of our pros and, and three or four of my staff. We're, we're starting on, on one and nice. ten for the Wells Fargo. Pretty right, cool. Ronnie, week. you uh, get the tor- last word. Yeah, just tournament seasons wrap- are starting to ramp up, and so my schedule's getting pretty busy. But I'm not sure I've been more excited about playing in an event, in an event than I am in playing in the Wells Fargo Championship Pro-Am. I've wow. never played in one of these. Good for you. Uh, so we've got a parent. They have a pairings party on Tuesday. You figure out your – Two professionals, so you play nine holes with one professional, the front nine, then the back nine, you play with yeah. another one. Uh, I'm just very excited, and that's enough on that. But I want to thank Gary Soba again for coming in, tournament director. Uh, he's a very busy man right now. And, for and don't forget, most of that money time. that people pay to get into the pro-ams and things goes, goes to charity. charity. Yeah, and so th- it's very nice you. of you, and, Ronnie. And I'm playing on behalf of the Salute Military Golf Association you. and CJ. Christopher uh, so Johnson along yeah. uh, with uh, – the pro out at, is the range still Jim open? Jim Estes. Jim Estes. He's not, at he's, only golf park? He's not at only golf park anymore, but he's running his own golf program, so yeah. Jim Estes Wonderful. golf. Yeah. So yeah. all of, uh, it's That's important great. to note that the tournament gave them a spot, and then that money goes back to the SMGA. 100% so, of it. Yeah. So if good you, for you, Ronnie. Thank you. And it's a lottery for the pros? You uh, don't yeah, know who you're going to get? That's right. We find out Tuesday. Okay. If you get Rory, can you send him a note for me? I'll have it written. <laughs> Is it like an I love you note? It, it, it's uh, I, I'll sign it. Yeah. It's personal, and yeah. I don't want you to open it, but if you do get them, I will have a note that I need to, for you to find. It'll have a lipstick <laughs> on the back of it. I have By feel, the way, I have a feeling the Wells Fargo reps are going to get Rory. Gonna make but, sh- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, here's the, uh, here's the Wake Forest golf. Deacon Nation coming back, riding in style. After winning the ACC championship, Wake Forest men's golf, baby. Let me give you Deacon. Oh, three, one, two, three, three. Yes, sir. That's great. They they got stuck in the airport, so they had to get a private jet yeah, to go home. They, they had to. Tough life. Yeah, they had to. They missed That's... two flights, and a bus didn't show up to pick them up, so they had to get a private jet. Wow. Yep. Ron, did you go to golf tournaments in college <laughs> in a G5 like no, this? No, not even close. Ronis, did you I, at UConn go to any a, tournaments in a G5? I suburban 2500 packed in there like sardines. <laughs> Look at these guys. They earned Living it. Living the life. Yeah, they, they earned, earned it. it. Good for them. All right, boys. Good show. Next week is Wells Fargo Week. Please buy tickets so we can have nice things, including regular tour stops in the DMV. And thank you to Buddy Christensen for hosting us yet again this week. Have a great week and get out there and play golf, and we will see you next time. This has been the Capital Golf Game on the Team 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at Yahoo.com. That's C-Z-A-B-E at yahoo.com. Or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com. And for free swag, we're all in extra large. So yeah, thanks for the shirts.